0: Well, hello there. All right. So this is the first episode that I am going to be streaming live. This is going to be live on Facebook and eventually is also going to be live on YouTube. So if you're listening to the podcast, probably don't know what's going on right now. But if you go live on Facebook or YouTube, you'll see my beautiful mug talking into a microphone. And if not, you can just listen to my beautiful voice. Talk to you about money. And in particular, today, in today's episode, I'm going to answer the question what is a Roth IRA and should you invest in one? I'm going to give you a few things to consider as you start investing. And then I will offer you a free resource that will certainly help you along the way. Stick around because we're going to cover the ways to help you ignite financial freedom. Welcome to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast, where I give you perspective as if I'm in your shoes so that you can remove the worry of money and create the life you want for you and your family. I'm your host, Clark Bradley. I've helped countless others reach their goals. Are you ready to join me as you pursue financial freedom? Welcome to episode 23 of the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. Today, I'm addressing the question, what is a Roth IRA and should you invest in one? As with previous episodes... This is a disclaimer. I am not an accountant. I am no longer a financial advisor, although I am still guiding and giving perspective and helping my coaching clients along the way clean up their balance sheets and trim their expenses and manage their cash flow and prepare for their retirement and build their savings and pay off their debt and all of those things. I am not technically giving specific investment recommendations. So I unfortunately, by not knowing your specific situation or your specific circumstances, I am painting with a broad brush here. So take that with a grain of salt and know that I am not giving specific investment recommendations to you or to your specific situation. So with a Roth IRA, what is a Roth IRA? Roth IRA, let's jump right into this. It is a retirement account. It's a type of account a bucket in which you can save money and it has some advantages to it from a tax standpoint. So there are tax advantages to a Roth IRA such as you put money into it up to $6,000 a year. The money goes in after tax, meaning maybe it's money you've earned from your employer. Maybe it's money you've earned from your business. But it's money that Is earned nonetheless. It goes in after tax, and those dollars grow tax free or tax deferred, as it's sometimes referred to. What that means is that year after year, you're not paying tax on that money. And then when you pull that out, as long as you're over 59 and a half, you don't pay tax on any of the money inside it. You can put up to $6,000 a year into this bucket. You have the ability to catch up with an extra $1,000 or 7000 total if you are over 50 years of age. So a Roth IRA in a nutshell is a bucket for you to save money, for you to put your savings into for the long term. It is ideally and it is designed ideally for a long term investment vehicle. Although there are some who use it for short term or midterm. Because one of the advantages to it is that you can actually withdraw your contributions right? The $6,000 a year that you put into it, you can withdraw your contributions at any time with no penalty, which is a unique advantage to the Roth IRA. Now, some of you might be more familiar with the traditional IRA, which has the similar contribution thresholds, $6,000 a year. And it also has the penalties if you decide to withdraw money early before 59 and a half. 10% early withdrawal penalty. However, the traditional IRA works almost in the inverse in that the money goes in pre-tax. You get a deduction on your income this year. You get a tax deduction. So let's say you make fifty grand a year. You put 6000 into a traditional IRA. Well, now your taxable income or the money that you are about to pay taxes on is actually based on 44000 instead of 50000 So it does certainly give you a tax advantage. However, the downside is at 59 and a dollars when you're ready to pull that money out or whenever you're ready to retire, you're paying full income tax on every dollar that comes out of that bucket. So if I had to pick one, it would certainly be the Roth IRA. You don't get the tax deduction today, but you eventually will have a massive bucket of money that is all tax-free. Plus you still get the deferral of or the tax, you know, no tax that you're going to pay along the way year after year as time goes on. So, oh, the other thing you want to be mindful of is that there are income limits to the Roth IRA. If you're filing a single tax return, it's 140000 as of 2021. So 140000 for a single return or 208000 as a joint return, meaning that you need to be making less than that in order to contribute to the Roth IRA. So, should you be investing in a Roth IRA? Short answer is yes. But there's some caveats. There's some conditions. You have to qualify based on your income. You may also want to consider the traditional IRA if you need more deductions from a tax standpoint. If you do your own taxes, I would highly, consult, highly consider that you consult a tax professional to confirm that you are eligible to contribute to the Roth IRA. And also ask them if it's more to your advantage to contribute to a traditional IRA as opposed to the Roth. The other thing to consider is that the bucket, if you will, is is just that. The Roth is just, you, you, you've opened a bucket, if you will, and what you put in it is quite a wide array of options. You can open a Roth IRA in most places. You could open a Roth IRA at your local bank in some cases. In most cases, there's plenty of brokerage companies, whether it's a Fidelity or a Vanguard or a Charles Schwab, that you can open a Roth IRA and you can begin contributing to it. You can put a 50 bucks a month into it if you want or all the way up to that five hundred dollars a month, which would get you the six thousand dollar threshold. From January 1st until the tax deadline of the following year, You have the ability to do a prior year contribution. So let's say it's spring of 2022 and you've got $12,000 laying around. You could actually do a prior year contribution for 2021 and a current year contribution for 2022 and put $12,000 in all at once. And then proceed to start a systematic $500 savings into the account starting in 2023. Because again, that 12 would have covered you for the pre- prior year and the current year. Okay, so the other thing to consider is you can also, some companies, and it's becoming more popular, are offering a Roth 401k option. And so I would say you should do the Roth IRA if you have already, if you're at a point where you've already satisfied and are contributing enough to your 401k in order to get the match from your employer. If if your employer gives you a match of, let's say, 5% and you're not contributing your 5%, you should be. And you should be doing that before you contribute to your Roth IRA. Within the 401k plan at your employer, if they give you the Roth 401k option, put money in there. The contributions from your employer are generally going to be in the traditional side or the pre-tax side, but your contributions could go into the Roth 401k if that's the option. So do enough to get the match. Let's say 5%. You're putting in 5% of your paycheck every year to get the match from your employer. You're getting an effective rate of 10% with the two together. And then any additional money you have ability, the ability to save, you're putting into the Roth IRA above and beyond that 5% that you're, of course, contributing with your employer. Some conditions that I would also say in in order for you to start contributing to the Roth IRA, I would like to see you have built up, and I've said this, I've I've talked about this in previous episodes, although this is my first live in a while. So maybe this is the first time you've seen me talk about this. But a 2% emergency fund, starter, mini emergency fund, whatever you want to call it. 2%, what what do I mean by that? Let's say you make $60,000 a year. Your 2% starter emergency fund would be 2% of your annual income. So that's $1,200 set aside in cash, not attached to your checking account for overdraft protection. Not at the bank that you do your main banking at or have your checking account at. It's at a separate account. Go to bankrate.com. Look up different online savings accounts. Find one that has a competitive interest rate. Open up a savings account there and have it separate but still close enough. It takes you two to three business days to move money over so that you know it's a true emergency as opposed to buying tickets to some, some theater or some sports game or some vacation that you don't need. And so that way you have money set aside, but it's close enough and, but still far enough away. Capiche? All right. So next is another assumption I would say is you've got to have your bad debt paid off. What I, what I quantify as bad debt is anything that has an interest rate over 8% or something that's not attached to an asset. So car loans, I'm not as worried about because the rates are lower. Student loans are kind of that gray area because some student loans are over eight most, percent. Most of them, I would say, are not. And I don't want to say that it's technically attached to an asset, although it, maybe you call it intellectual capital because it gave you the degree that you are now hopefully using and now hopefully making a good income with. But technically, student loans aren't attached to an asset, but they're still technically, I don't know, they're not technically bad debt. okay? But you've got your bad debt cleaned up or you've got a definitive plan. To automate the full funding of your three-month emergency fund. You've got a definitive plan to fully fund your sinking funds, and you've got a definitive plan to pay off the remainder of your debt. Only at that point should you consider putting money into a Roth IRA. And again, only after you've already funded your 401k to the point where you get your match from your employer. Go back through my previous episodes in Igniting Financial Freedom podcast Search for that or go to my website, ignitingfinancialfreedom.com to find my previous episodes where I talk about sinking funds and building your emergency fund and a bunch of other episodes that I've already created for more information. Okay, so let's see what else. I'm just checking my notes here. If there's anything else I want to cover in terms of what you actually want to put in the bucket itself, right? We talked about actually setting up the Roth, the bucket. Just just the bucket, okay? Then the type of bucket you open determines how it's treated from a tax standpoint. What you put in the bucket is an entirely different conversation. Go back to, I think it's episode 21, where I talk about the different options within, right? What type of mutual fund should I buy? But the long story short, keep it simple. Index funds, mutual funds, or ideally a target date mutual fund, which is inexpensive and pretty much puts everything on autopilot for you. If you're 25 and you're going to retire at 65, you're buying a 2060 fund and you're worrying about now just how much money can I sock away into this account. Okay. I'm generalizing and I'm simplifying. Obviously, there are more layers to it. I am not making a specific investment recommendation, but that would not be a bad option. Also, one thing to keep in mind is the expenses on the funds that you choose. Take a look at the expense ratio. That's basically just the annual percentage amount that you're going to pay to own a particular fund. If you're already invested in a fund in your 401k or in your Roth IRA, you can certainly find that. You can find the ticker symbol, which is generally a five-digit code or symbol. For example, the one of the more popular ones at Vanguard, particularly in the FIRE movement, is the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index, which... That ticker symbol is VTSAX, which has a dirt cheap expense ratio of like 0.03 or 0.04%. Whereas some other mutual funds have expense ratios of 0.5, 0.8, 1%. I mean, it, it goes up and up. And unfortunately, those funds are still sold and still recommended and still have people, unfortunately, overpaying to buy them. So I will include the risk tolerance questionnaire. I've mentioned that in previous episodes. Also, I have a financial coach and financial advisor comparison chart that allows you to look through the chart, determine which professional, if any, you might want to sit down with. And maybe you figure out that, hey, I can do this on my own. I don't need to talk to one of these schmucks and I can just figure out my debt payoff plan and my emergency fund and my sinking funds and manage a budget and plan for my retirement. If you can do it on your own, more power to you. Have at it. So just to recap, a Roth IRA is a type of retirement account that gives you certain advantages by saving into it, certain tax advantages. But the exchange is that you get those tax advantages in exchange for accessibility of the funds. You have access to your contributions, but not your growth, not your earnings. Okay. Ideally, it's a bucket of money that you're going to start funding for very long term goals, very long-term outcome, right? It's your retirement bucket. You want to have your foundation, you want to have that that foundation built prior to starting to build the roof, which I see the retirement funding as putting the roof on before the foundation and the walls are built. So we got to make sure some some parameters and some milestones and some things are set prior to funding that retirement. Unless of course it's the match with your employer. You got to take advantage of that cuz that's free money if you pass that up. So again, the, the money goes in after tax. You don't get the tax deduction today, but you get to pull all the money out tax-free after age 59 and a half. So there's a huge tax advantage there. Talked about briefly what type of accounts you can, or what types of funds you can invest in within there. I would keep it simple. I would look at funds that are inexpensive, that have a low expense ratio, funds that are what you'd refer to as an index fund that's going to follow an index, or maybe just keep it even simpler when follow or just buy a a target date retirement fund. Again, depending on the year of retirement, when you're about 60, 65, pick that year, and it might be the easiest way to go for you. Do your own research, make your own decision, consult some experts if you think that's the right way to go, and uh, I wish you good fortune. So again, I'll put that risk tolerance questionnaire in the notes. I do have the financial coach and the financial advisor comparison chart. Go to ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash comparison. I will put that in the show notes as well. If you need some help navigating the Roth IRA or setting things up in that regard, setting up the Roth IRA, contributing to your 401k, managing your cash flow, managing your budget, cleaning up your debt, any of those areas. I left the financial services industry to pursue this business as a financial coach. I am offering 30-minute complimentary strategy sessions where I can address at a more one-on-one level questions that you have pretty much anything related to personal finance. Uh, After doing this for 12 years and my own personal journey of paying off over $150,000 in debt with my wife and I, uh, I've seen a lot of things. I won't claim to know every single thing about the finance world, but uh, I know enough certainly to be dangerous and hopefully to give you some perspective. So uh, there's a link here ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash coaching, go there to claim your complimentary strategy session. I think that is all from me. Any other things I want to check here? I just got some notes I want to look through. I think that's it. So again, ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash comparison for that worksheet. That's a download that you can, uh, that you can download for free and, and weigh the pros and cons of working with either of those two professionals. So stay tuned. I have additional episodes where I'm going to take on your biggest questions related to money. This is my first live. I did 22 22 episodes just on the podcast platform. So go ahead and download and subscribe to my podcast, Igniting Financial Freedom. Whereas now I'm going to go through and launch these on YouTube and Facebook live while also launching them on my podcast. So I'm working out some kinks here. So bear with me. But... I say, I put the caption up there and it looks pretty swanky. So, um, yeah, I say it looks pretty good. So, good job. (laughs) All right, people. I think that's all from me for now. And I will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to see future episodes. Go ahead, give it a rating and review so I can help more people ignite their financial freedom. And I wish you good fortune. I'll see you next time.